to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empowers you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I'm your host, Francine Belly, and I show purpose-driven entrepreneurs and professionals a powerful pathway to become thought leaders in their field, attract their ideal clients, and impact millions of people globally. So don't get fooled. It hasn't always been that way. I went from being a frustrated and unfulfilled corporate employee to living a globe-trotting lifestyle, doing what I love, speaking across the world, and being featured in top media publications. I am on a mission to help a million entrepreneurs and professionals to become thought leaders in their industry by leveraging the power of personal branding. Join me and my guests every Tuesday for inspirational stories and practical strategies to get more meaning in your work and in your life, make the money you deserve, and lead a movement to change the world. Today, I'm really excited to have on the show Nicole Townsend. Uh, she is the founder and president of Experience Count, an employee experience consulting company. And she focuses on advising leaders on how to improve their employees' experience and provide communication, employer branding, and leadership development. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Francine. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. Thank you for having me today. I'm so glad to have you, Nicole. So I've reached out to you, Nicole, on LinkedIn, as I was saying earlier, offline. <laughs> when you post, you know, about your daughter taking that picture that you had in your background of you with this sign yes. that said, work hard and be nice to people for everybody else who can't see you on video if they are just listening to this on podcast uh and that post went viral actually uh we'll talk about that in a moment actually so before we go further into our conversation tell us in your own words what you currently do like you said i'm a founder and president of experience counts it's a company i started two years ago and i'm fortunate to work with companies and leaders to help support the employee experience so that's anything from the moment someone who may want to join your company sees you recruiting for a position all the way through how you communicate to your teams how you help them develop and grow uh, how you help them through change and really even through the point of exit for some employees yeah that is wonderful why have you decided actually to um, do this work? Well, my background is both in the marketing and HR worlds, oh, even though- Very, very I'm... nice combination. I love that, <laughs> my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes, and really focused on uh, communication, both internal and external. But I had a great opportunity through my career to work in both marketing and with the HR experts as well. And I think it really brought me to this place to understand that employees are just as important to a company as your customers if not more and really needing to understand what their experience is at every point is extremely important to help encourage them to do their best to connect to the purpose and and really what that happens then is when people feel that way um, they're going to give their best and give their all and your business results will be positive what, what do you think is so hard for organizations to put their employees first as well? 
I think it's a newer concept. It, it's something that's emerging. Certainly over the years within the realm of HR, we've considered employee engagement, right? That's being important and understanding that if you have engaged employees, it will inspire them to act and um, do better. However, where we've not made a connection completely is really how does what an employee um, does at work, how, how do they contribute to the customer experience? And then in turn, how does that contribute to results? So it's a newer um, way of looking at things. And in, in the realm of tradition where it, it's been important to say our customers are first, our customers come first, um, it may be a little bit uncomfortable to say, well, really our employees come first because they serve those customers. Yes, yes, yes. Because, uh, you know, if your customer come first, who is serving your customers? So where are those? So they are zero then. If your customer come first, you know, the employee should become before those. So, yes. And as you say, this is like a newer concept because perhaps, you know, if we think of the um, the genesis, I'll say, of uh, this uh, employer-employee kind of relation is uh, based back in industrial age, right? The, the right. employer was there, employee was there just to do some work, so, right? And then these kind of relationships have evolved and we are now in the fact that in a digital age where, you know, the new Gen, Gen Z are demanding, what's your vision before I come and work in your company? And when in That's the past, right. you know, this was the you know not a question that you know our ancestors were going to ask they just want some money <laughs> yeah and what's your vision and how can i contribute to that because you know i think more and more employees yes particularly in that gen z group but even across all ages they yes. want to have work that has purpose and meaning to them yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, okay, so let's go back to your LinkedIn post, actually, because I want to actually, um, for listeners of yours who were not on LinkedIn, <laughs> to uh, get a little bit of a glimpse of what happened uh, with that actually um, card, you know, photo that you had, which mm -hmm. actually went viral on LinkedIn. Um, can you, um, you know, feed our listeners? So what happened? So you, you know, posted something which went viral and what actually are the lessons that you've learned from that? Yes, that was a big surprise. I, in early January, my daughter and I were shopping and, and we saw this sign. I was drawn to it immediately. Um, this canvas, it's behind me that says work hard and be nice to people. And I thought, oh, I don't have any room in my office for this. And and she walked up and she said, Mom, that's what your business is all about. And I said, well, I have no room. And she said, I'll take a picture of you with it. So I just was holding it and she took a picture. And then I posted that on LinkedIn on my, my profile as a story. I like to share experiences that I've had. And um, in addition to, you know, more business related information, um, and it, it really talked to that experience and I started getting a lot of, uh, reactions and then really a lot of reactions and it was really a surprise. And, um, a few days later, a PR expert, I know he's, he texted me and said, you went viral. Did you know that? Um, so about two and a half million people have viewed that post wow. and over 30,000 people reacted to it. Uh, I did 
think about how did this happen? Because that was not planned or, you know, it was really me simply, I was waiting actually in a line um, <laughs> at the pharmacy in my car. And I thought, oh, I should post this because it's a nice little story about me and my daughter and my daughter um, really is confident and empowered me way more than I was at her age. <laughs> and I, I think that, um, you know, people just, just were really attracted to the goodness of it, the goodness of the message on the canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, they were impressed that my daughter noticed this at age 14. Um, and I, I think it was a time when people were really just wanting to go back to simplicity. You know, we're ready for that after two very hard years of pandemic and, and so many other things happening in the world. Um, and back to basics, that th- these are basic tenants, and, and let's get back to that. Mm, yeah, yeah, I love that. I think that's what actually drew me in and why also I was so, um, you know, um, you know, drawn by this is also the fact that your daughter was able to immediately, you know, connect those words to what you are doing. That means that it also speaks to, you know, the way obviously you raise her and the, the awareness that she has already. So I can't even remember how old she is now, but, um, you know, that that just speaks to the awareness that, you know, she has and then connecting that to you straight away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was amazing. She is 14. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, I have um, been a working mom her whole life. Um, actually, my husband was the stay at home parent for yep. several years. Yeah. Um, so she's had very many examples yeah. of, of women, um, women of strength around her, mm-hmm. her whole life. So I'm very fortunate. Yeah, wow, that's wonderful. So I really love that story. And I think that our listeners should also, you know, get there. So, you know, on the show notes, I'm going to post that uh, link as well. So if people want, they can just click on that and go and uh, watch that uh, or read that post as well. So wonderful. Uh, so um, also on your LinkedIn um, uh, profile, um, there is something that you wrote that also in your one of your experience that says that fulfilled individual are more energized to serve their customers and more likely to exceed business goals you know we talked about that earlier today you know earlier when we talk about you know let's put our employees who are serving our customer also at this pole position can you tell us a little bit more that you know how fulfilled individual will exceed business goals yes uh you know i think you can look at things as a team. You can look at things that, um, you know, what does this body, this team do together? But it's really important for leaders to understand the individuals on their team as well. And when a leader understands what unique strengths or perspectives someone brings and gives them the space or encouragement to use that, um, they become more fulfilled. And even if you cannot offer a promotion, right, you can offer things like that might stretch an individual and keep them motivated and keep them excited about work. And so I think that's really the energy is being able to understand what 
personally motivates someone? And then how do you bring those strings together across your team so that people are complementing each other um, strengths? And then you're getting these teams that just work so dynamically together. Mm-hmm. What would you say to uh, some of those managers who tell you that they haven't got the time to do this? <laughs> I would encourage them to make the time because it's one of the most important things they could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Let's let's suppose that now they have the time and then now they don't have the expertise. How do they go about developing that habit? <laughs> yeah. I think I don't think it takes serious a serious level of expertise to be a good leader. I think it there are common traits that that a servant leader or a caring leader has. Um, and and those are things like respecting people as in individuals, communicating to them um, with openness, recognizing them in meaningful ways, giving them opportunities to grow. Now, certainly there are HR teams who in organizations who can give ideas to leaders on how to do that. But some of these things are really um, how a leader applies their own strengths to those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yes, yes. I love that. You know, leaders out there, you need to make the time and you need to actually just apply all those criteria and really, um, you know, and this day, there's so many resources out there. If people really want to develop those traits, you know, as you say, you know, it's not like rocket science. You just have to apply that. And starting by themselves, I suppose that, you know, as uh, to become a great leader, you need to, you know, you'll know yourself, which is the pillar number one in my personal branding book, actually. Um, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, therefore, and being able to know uh, others as well. So what would you say is your purpose, uh, Nicole? To support leaders in supporting their people. Mm, yeah, I love that to support leaders in supporting their people. That's one th- fantastic. What is one thing that people don't know about you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tricky question. Let's see. I would say, uh, well, not everyone knows I was a newspaper reporter. Um, ah. That was my, my first career. Um, okay. So that those were some interesting times. Mm-hmm. Um, also, as a child, I used to like to hang out and the dirt bike trails um, with the boys and do dirt bike <laughs> jumping. So <laughs> I, that might surprise some people, but yes. <laughs> yes. So okay. So and uh, how did you move out from uh, news reporters to <laughs> become <laughs> to get into uh, HR slash marketing? <laughs> Right. It was, it's been a journey. I started by moving into more of a media relations role at a nonprofit that uh, supported community clinics in healthcare. And then I moved into a corporate communications role. So that was internal communications, storytelling within the organization, as well as that external piece in PR. Yeah, so love that, love that. And also, let's go back again to um, this kind of, I love your kind of double hat, which is uncommon, actually, HR and marketing. Do you think that this is a common kind of uh, thing? Uh, no, because no. 
the funniest thing is that I was talking to another, um, you know, HR professional that I interviewed, uh, she's based in Mauritius. She also leads one of the uh, leading uh, recruiting company. And we're talking about this actually funny enough last time that, you know, we need to have like in HR, have this marketing hat as well. And right. here you are with both hats. So, I'm fascinated by that because at the moment I'm also doing a research around how, you know, marketing or HR professional can use, can be, you know, especially using employer branding and corporate yes. branding together. How yes. do you see that in your opinion? Because that is so fascinating that you just say that. And this is like uh, <laughs> something that I've also, you know, talked with my other guests and I'm passionate about as well now. Yes, it's so important. And you do want to try to align the two where you can, yes. of course. Mm -hmm. I would say that your your corporate branding or your branding to your consumer, um, when you're working toward your employer brand, your employer brand should complement that. It may not be exact, but it should it should go hand in hand and have some of the same um, messaging and, and bring through some of the same values of the organization. I think that for it's so important that when you apply employer branding, you're applying it in so many different areas across that employee experience. Mm -hmm. So not only your LinkedIn page or Glassdoor, how you're recruiting people, but what is the tone of the emails they're getting when they apply that may be auto-generated, right? Those should actually uh, support and and sound and feel just like that um, first step when they saw the job on wherever they might have seen it and all the way through yes. you know, so so many opportunities to apply that um, because it really creates this consistency just like a brand does for a consumer touch points right whether it's yes. coming from the pool of your staff or whether it comes from the pool of your customer all those touch points you know, yes, we definitely need to uh, align those actually, uh, which I, I, I'm actually wondering why, you know, this is not a common common place now. So I think that they're coming together in a way uh, these days. So what about employee branding? What do you think about being able to empower people within the organization to develop their also brand? What's your, your thought around this? Oh, so for individuals, I, I think that's great. I think also encouraging people to really think about, you know, what is your personal purpose? A company will have a purpose, a company will have values, and you can be aligned with those. But that doesn't mean you don't have your own personal purpose and values that um, that you explore or that you um, definitely are connected to. So I think it's it's great to encourage people to explore that. I've done that with some of my teams in the past, mm -hmm. just understanding more of you know who who you are and what you bring and here's what other people see that you bring and bringing that all together so that somebody can really consider you know what what is my purpose? here and even beyond that in life yeah 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 and can you see that actually taking that from this internal safe space that the organization is even to put it out there externally and leveraging that as well yes. a lot of different companies are doing that now um yes. you know using or leveraging their employee brand to 
you know, as you know, you know, people connect with people. So when the corporate actually, um, you know, broadcast their message, it sounds a bit like an ad or, you know, they mm-hmm. talk about them, nobody trusts them really. But if your employees actually are saying the same thing, people listen more. And it seems like uh, the, the latest research I've seen seven times um, convert uh, when employees share the same post than the company profile, it converts seven times more when the employees share that actually, which is yes. uh, really, really powerful actually, uh, you know, those kind of new concepts again that are developing. Um, okay, so you also, you know, we talked about this um, uh, idea that, you um, you know, employee, positive employee experience and business results, you know, uh, really do much. How can you, can you give us like any kind of example of how, you know, employee experience have led to some kind of business results in a very positive way? Um, Any, anything that comes to mind? Sure. I think um, leaders who Uh, go through leadership development programs and build the competencies that have been declared by the organization is important. What I've seen in in leading and and developing some of those programs is definitely some higher retention rates within within their um, teams, some better business results, whether it be, you know, sales or expenses or different things that might uh, relate to their overall P&L. Mm, yeah, 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 get that. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're definitely looking at all those case studies, I think that will encourage other organizations at the moment who actually uh, do practice a lot of command and control. I heard so many kind of disturbing kind of stories that even during, you know, these hybrids um, um, or remote work, people are still like, monitoring chats to make sure that people are active whether you know rather than just you know getting them uh you know to 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 empower them to do the work they need to do any any thoughts of how organization can let go of this kind of command and control kind of style to get into a little bit more like trusted empowered uh way of managing people Yes, well, that that certainly is happening, the monitoring of people Um, in organizations that I work with, uh, you know, it's it's all about uh, defining what what is this whole new workplace and it's new to everyone. It's new to CEOs, it's new to managers, it's new to employees. Uh, we know that people have the last two years, yes, they've been remote mostly, but that's also taking a toll on their life and their work-life quote-unquote balance, right? It's it's more of a layering now because people are, are home all the time um, and they're really trying to balance the needs of family and other duties and work. And I think companies are more successful when they give people that flexibility and that trust to do to know that it, unless somebody is is not performing you should trust them to be able to complete their work mm-hmm. to reach out to people when they need that um, and you know to manage their own time mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. 
Yes. For those who are still, you know, not trusting, is there anything that, you know, some, some tips that uh, you can find of how those people can experience or experiment some of, uh, you know, letting go of this kind of old style and trust people a little bit more? Yeah, I, I think those leaders, if they have not already, are probably seeing the impact of that kind of behavior on their retention. Mm. So I'd, I'd encourage them to look at that and to understand we're in a great resignation where people are saying, I have options, I have the ability to leave, and I want to be treated a certain way, mm. and if I'm not here, I will leave. Wow. So what is your perspective on this movement that is going on as a great resignation? <laughs> yeah, it, it's the it's it's kind of a collision of a couple of things. It, it's employees who may have even before the pandemic worked in environments where they didn't feel like the employee came first or that they had a connection um, that was meaningful with their leader. Uh, and it, you know, it could come from those who have been working remote. And like we were talking about earlier, it, it's taken a toll. We've seen burnout increase just immensely over these last few years. And one of one of the reasons is this always on mentality of a remote team. Um, and, and I think that employees are are speaking out and they're, they're making decisions in their lives uh, based on the last few years and saying, you know, I there's something better for me and that will fit better for me than this. And we also have then with that, a lot of opportunity out there and ability for people to move. Yes. So those things have happened at the same time and they're creating this great resignation. In some cases, people are saying, I'm just not going to work for a while or I'm going to start my own business. Yes. You know, they're going in different directions and no longer is it traditional eight to five, I must be in my seat. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's just that's gone yes 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 definitely people have now had the time to evaluate the great reevaluation actually and yes. uh, understand that okay there are some priorities also in my life you know life is short you know as much as i need to do some choice i'll choose to do this thing that is more meaningful to me rather than just going to some kind of job that uh, is not providing me, um, you know, the satisfaction that I need. Um, and also even yourself also, you have started the new job in the middle of pandemic. Can you tell us about how this <laughs> happened and, you know, how you were able to do that? <laughs> yes, it was actually, it was just before, just before the pandemic started. Oh, but of oh. course, my, my <laughs> business did, you know, it, it grew during that time. Oh. And I had been with a company for a number of years. I had a job elimination in January of 2020, mm -hmm. and then I needed to figure out what to do next. Um, I was, you know, I had my eye out on different things, and um, then my mom had broken her femur, so I oh. needed to take care of her in February of that year. And I just kind of paused on things, and so a friend of mine reached out, and she said, um, she she's a chief HR officer and she said I have some work for you for freelance do you want to do that and I was like sure 
And then another friend who's a coach and mentor to me, she said, start an LLC now, like start a company. And I was like, what? And then <laughs> I just did it online from my mom's kitchen table. I started my company, Experience Counts. And then I started um, talking about it on LinkedIn and had others um, reach out to me and offer me projects. Um, you know, I've been, I've had the same clients now for two years. So it's been great. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. Yes, it seems that, you know, the, during the, um, you know, the pandemic, you know, so many people, again, that came like with revaluation or some people have been laid off. They don't have mm -hmm. my choice to, done, to start their own because perhaps they didn't want to go back to traditional jobs. Um, and yes, there has been quite a lot of um, creation actually uh, during this time, <laughs> which, yes. is, which is really, really good, actually. So um, can you tell us now, um, perhaps when you look back in your life, what is one of uh, the most challenging moments perhaps that you've encountered in your life? And what was the key learnings that you got from it? I think professionally it was two job eliminations oh. um, that i had gone through oh. uh, with with a company i really loved and still love uh, i had started with them as a teen and then oh. gone back to work there in my 20s and um, there was a layoff in 2010 i was part of it was pretty big mm. and then uh, in 2020, I had I had gone back in 2013, but in 2020 was when I had the second elimination from the company. So I think the first elimination was actually harder uh, because I didn't really see it coming. I was so intertwined my identity mm -hmm. with uh, the, the work because I had been there nine years at the time and, and was a spokesperson and, and voice internally and externally. Um, so I tried to just get a job as quickly as possible. And I think I didn't allow myself to process it fully. Mm. Um, after the second job elimination, I was, I was more prepared for that one. And I think the second time I went to work there, I knew not to intertwine who I was as much. Yes. with the organization mm. um, to kill, still keep myself as an individual mm. that could stand um, without it, right? And so that and the support of people, you, you always have a network, but you never really realize how strong that network is until you go through something like that. Mm. Um, that really helped me move forward and get to where I am today. Mm, wow, that is really, really beautiful because again, yes, uh, in my book also I talked about that actually. Usually people ask me, um, you know, uh, shall I be in my, my, my business brand or really make sure that I do that or shall I be my personal brand? I say build your personal brand first and then make sure that mm -hmm. you have the right network around you because the day that you are no longer VP of Google or VP of XYZ, if you haven't built that network, you know, that personal network, nobody is going to pick up your phone, uh, your phone call, uh, and then you're left with nothing. So, and, right. uh, you know, that is what I always tell people, you know, build that Whilst you are within the company, wherever you are, build your network and build your mm -hmm. brand 
so that you are not attached to the identity. Your identity is not VP of that big company. And then when you left, you have this kind of crisis. I'm, not, I'm nothing anymore. So, and it happened a lot to people during this COVID time, actually. A lot of people mm-hmm. have lost their identity because their identity was linked to their companies. And suddenly they are no longer going to the workplace like they used to, no longer having these fancy kind of nice offices. <laughs> so, and a lot of people actually, you know, lost their identity. So always, as you say, and as you did the second time around, build your own kind of sense of identity individually, right. uh, not attached to the company that you're working for. So very, very important, a very key lesson there. Thank you for sharing that. So tell us, which movements are you building, do you think? <laughs> which movement? Uh, I would say employee experience, right? That, that there is... Um, there's there's this sense that that people are wanting something from their work experience and i want to help leaders really understand that mm-hmm. and understand what's reasonable for their businesses to do we always want to balance the employee needs with the business needs mm-hmm. but putting those employee needs at a higher priority is extremely important right now Mm-hmm. Have you actually find a way that some people, are you, did you have like a very tough gig where, you know, they were not really putting their employee first and you were able to kind of turn it around or people who approach you already have this kind of, you know, they know that they should be doing that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I think some, it, it depends on the company. It it depends on a lot of factors. So I would say um, some interesting experiences are maybe when I have the opportunity in a company that maybe is more in a forming stage to help make that a priority from the start. Um, That's great. There are other instances where I think there's different levels of understanding and acceptance of what's happening with the re- with the great resignation and with employees so there's then some education and awareness building around that and then you know looking at what is reasonable again to do within your organization um, sometimes you can have a leader in who is committed and believes in all of this mm-hmm. but they also then need to bring other le- leaders yes. along Yes, yes, yes. Helping that. Yes, exactly. Have you find a a way where you were not able to help and just left (laughs) a company that you were not able to help because they couldn't actually figure this out? I I haven't yet necessarily. I I like to give people a chance to, you know, and and so I haven't yet had to say, I uh, I don't think you're going to go this direction. So maybe I can't help you, but I I can see that happening potentially, yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's wonderful. So now, knowing what you know now, which advice would you give to your younger self to do more meaningful work and live a meaningful life? I would tell myself to believe in myself, believe in where my heart takes me and 
know that uh, that my purpose will come and it will it will be about people. My name Nicole means victory of the people. Yeah. So I think it's just something I was meant to do. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And also your name. Everything is in our name, though. You know, <laughs> we kind of discovered that later on. And it has always been there from the beginning. <laughs> really? It's true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is what I find out with so many people, uh, you know, especially early during my podcast. I used to ask people, actually, you know, what they used to think about when they were kids or usually what they were thinking of somehow, you know, is linked to what they are doing now, actually. They mm -hmm. have to go through some kind of tribulations and all the other stuff. But actually when they find what really makes meaning to them now is always linked back to something they knew from the beginning. <laughs> so interesting. Yes. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. It's always been there, but we have to go through our own hero journey, right? Yes. <laughs> to find ourselves back again. <laughs> so what do you want to be remembered for? working hard and being nice to people. <laughs> yes, this is what I'm, a lot of people are going to remember you for. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. So any last piece of guidance that you'd like to pass on to our listeners to do more meaningful work and live a meaningful life? I would say if you're a leader, uh, take time, take time for yourself, take time to learn about what you need and your strengths. Um, be vulnerable. And when you do that, you can do that for your team. Mm, yes, I love that. I love that. When you do that, you can do that for your team. Beautiful, beautiful piece of ideas. Now, how can people reach you and learn more about what you do and uh, about uh, all those fabulous stuff that you are <laughs> up to? <laughs> Well, I'm definitely on LinkedIn, Nicole Townsend with Experience Counts. I also have a business page, Experience Counts LLC with Nicole Townsend on LinkedIn. And my newly launched Instagram, which my young niece started for me. Uh, so, <laughs> so Experience Counts, uh, the logo is behind me. If you ever see that, that is my company. Okay, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. So I'm going to share the links in the show notes. So uh, thank you so much, Nicole. It was really a great pleasure to have you on this show and uh, sharing your wisdom and your gems with our listeners. And I'll see you another time. Thank you so much, Francine. Take care. That is it for today. I will see you next week for another episode of this season eight. Hey, if you're ready to get more meaning in your life, make the money you deserve and lead a movement to change the world and become a recognized thought leader in your industry, you better get on my email list where I send unique tips and practical strategies every single week in your inbox. Sign up to receive my free personal branding checklist. This is a one-page checklist that will help you pinpoint immediately which of the seven areas you should focus on to create an influential personal branding and make a bigger impact. So just head over to francinebelay.com slash podcast that's F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E 
B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash podcast. And until then, dream, act, and make an impact. Lots of love.